Hello, I believe we are live now. This is Victoria with Heart and Soul Dog Training and Hope Service Dogs. Uh, first, we're going to do a real brief update on Candy, and then I'm not going to discuss it anymore. Uh, Candy was pregnant. Uh, she went into labor a, over a week early. She went into labor yesterday, and uh, she had 11 stillborn puppies. So she is here, she is recovering, uh, she is tired, she's exhausted from all of that, and we don't know what caused it, but that's that's what happened. Um, so we look like we're going to be trying again in the springtime, okay? So if you're thinking Doberman puppy, think of the springtime. And I, again, won't take any deposits on her litter until she has the puppies. Okay, just think about it and follow us so you know. Uh, now, the topic for tonight is e-collars and service dogs. What? Why do service dogs need e-collars? Uh, service dogs need e-collars because why wouldn't they need e-collars? Are e-collars just for bad dogs or for dogs that don't want to listen? No. If you do it right, okay, e-collars are for every dog. <laughs> yes, every dog, every single dog can benefit with the skill for use of an e-collar. Why? Well, you know what? Unless you can guarantee me that your dog will come back when called 100% of the time whenever off leash, based just on you calling him, it doesn't matter if the person's holding a stake at the other end, it doesn't matter if the dog's chasing towards a cat or a car or just out for a fun run. If you can guarantee me that your dog will come every single time, no matter what, I'm still gonna say, do you have insurance on that? Do you really wanna put, put you know, all your eggs in one basket of that? Whenever you could also have a backup, an insurance, a safety. How many people went for a drive today and thought, I'm gonna get in an accident. I better take the car that has more insurance on it. Nobody does. Nobody thinks that they're going to have an accident. That's why they're called accidents. Same thing's true with your dog. Okay? And you have to understand that. That you're not expecting issues when issues arise. And they just kind of happen. And one of the problems that people have is they say, well, this dog, doo -doo -doo -doo, like Lion King, you know, circle of life this dog is going to be a service dog or this dog is a golden retriever i don't need an e-collar for a golden retriever why you know e-collars are good for every dog and again they're e-collars they're not shock collars we've come so far since they were shock collars but for an e-collar for that tactile communication at a distance no matter how loud it is outside, is very clear for the dog. Now, that doesn't mean, well, she said, Vicki said, that e-collars were great for service dogs. So I'll go down the road to Jim Bob, who says that he's a dog trainer and that he uses them e-collar fangle thingies, and I will have Jim Bob train my dog for me. No, it's the trainer and the tool together that gives you good results. And I know there are a lot of trainers out there with bunny ears, trainers with bunny ears, who I would never trust with an e-collar or with a clicker to train my dog, okay? So that's one thing you have to understand. Just because I say I do it doesn't mean that somebody else is going to give you those same exact 
answer and the same results and the same everything else, okay? Uh, I started, you all know I started as a posse trainer, right? Because I did. And I wouldn't use them evil torture devices until I actually felt one. And when I felt the e-collar, it was a sit me and sit brand from one of my clients who had just moved here from, I think, Arizona or New Mexico or something. And she had these dogs that were totally wild out of control. And I'm sitting looking at them thinking, this is going to take some time. We're going to have to first work one dog, get him good, work the other dog, get him good, put them together. And these dogs had lost their mind around people and other dogs. What she wanted to do was run with them and take them to dog parks, which, yeah, I know, dog parks are the devil. I don't care. That's not here or there. But that was her goal for them. She couldn't even walk them down the street without chaos. Her neighbors looked at her like she was insane. She was the pariah of the neighborhood, right? And she didn't want to be that. She liked to run. She wanted to run with her dogs. We uh, hmm, sat down. We talked about it. And she said, have you ever worked with an e-collar? I said, actually, I have not. I've never actually felt one. Do you have it? And she said, yeah, yeah, I've got it right here. And she went and she got it and she brought it to me. And I said, well, let me feel it. She puts it in my hand. Okay. I said, okay, do, do low. She says, okay, I'll, I'll do low. And I went like this and I dropped it and I just opened my hand and I jerked and I dropped it. She says, I didn't even push the button yet. I said, yeah, I know. The anticipation in my mind was it was going to be a taser. That's what I was expecting was a taser. And so I held it again and I said, okay, go ahead and do it. And I squinted and I turned away and she did it. And I said, no, seriously, you can push the button. And she says, I did. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. That's all it was? That. Seriously? I was expecting a taser. What I got was a tickle. I've used a TENS machine whenever I've gone to chiropractors and such. I, I own a couple TENS machines here. My TENS machine, I like it higher than what I like the e-collar. Well, than what I felt the e-collar at. So I told her, I told this client, I said, give me three weeks. And this is many years ago. This was... Trying to figure out how many years ago, 16 years ago, 15, 14, somewhere around there. It was in the teens, okay, uh, years ago. And I, I told her, I said, give me three weeks. Let me, because I understood positive reinforcement training. I understand clicker training. I understand timing. I understand capturing and marking behavior as well. I said, let me learn on uh, what to do with the e-collar. She said, okay. She was very nice about it. And I went home and there was an old forum pre-Facebook. I told you it was a long time ago. Pre-Facebook, it was Lou Castle had a uh, an e-collar forum. I don't even remember what it was called. But he was on there and I talked to him. He put me on there under an alias, right? Because posse people are very, mm, what's the right word for it? not posy <laughs> when it comes to stuff like this. So I didn't want anyone to know that I was looking. So he, my alias he gave me was instead of Victoria Warfel, it was Victoria Weston, which was funny because Burn Notice was on. He, he chose it. So he must've liked Burn Notice too. W worked. I was fine with that. So got on there. I learned, I ordered uh, DVDs from Robin McFarlane and watched it, figured it out. Okay. That instead of, you know, Clicking for the good, you know, this is what we do. And I think I've got it. I think I've got this now. And I ordered one 
And this is pre-Amazon Prime days too, guys. Pre-Amazon period, I think. And uh, we, uh, Lou sent me one. I ordered one from him. It was a dog truck. I think it was a 1900-ish type, you know, about that one. Uh, but I was very impatient. There was no two-day shipping, guys. And I went to Petco and I picked up one of theirs. It was $150 and I thought it was a good one. You know, it was $150. It should be good. It was the most expensive one Petco had. I came home, tried it on myself. Yikes. Tried it on my dog. Mm-mm. And I waited for the dog one to arrive. Remember, I had three weeks. So I'm learning this. I'm doing it. I learn better. I'm very visual for learning. So I, you can tell me and it's not going to, I'm not going to understand it. But if I can see it, it makes a lot more sense to me. So even whenever I talk to Rich about things and he's trying to describe something, he has to draw it out for me. I don't get it otherwise. So I'm very visual when it comes to learning. And my dog tree came in and I started it with my dogs. And okay, I think I'm getting this. And I worked with it with her dogs. Okay. And I worked with it with with friends' dogs, you know, people I've known for a while. Okay. You know, I'm getting this. I'm understanding it. But I still hadn't come out as an e-collar trainer. And instead, it would be, psst, you know how we're working on your dog's reactivity to other dogs? I've got something if you want to try it. Because <laughs> you don't have a lot of success with positive reinforcement doing that. Why? Because positive reinforcement is great for introducing new commands. It's great for that. It totally is. It's great for adding. It's not so great for subtracting. So what do they do? They say, well, instead of rewarding the barking, reward the quiet. The problem is what it turns into is bark, 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 quiet, click. Bark, 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 quiet, click. Okay, so bark more, quiet for a second, get the click. Got it. E-collar is great for adding behaviors or not adding behaviors. I, I do use it for both. But that's where I figured out what to do. And that was the start of it. And, and it wasn't the end of it. It was the start of it. But I know they have a bad reputation. And whenever the other trainers in town who had ignored me before then, you know, they weren't even really working at the time. They were armchair trainers, like armchair sports people, right? But whenever they found out that I was using e-collars, well, that I was just the black sheep of the training community. Okay, you know what? I was getting results. I was getting awesome, amazing results. And that client, I got back to her within the three weeks. We started up. We did a couple sessions. The dogs were doing amazing. We got them to the big dog park. We got them into doggy daycare, which is what she really wanted for them. She could walk them anywhere, anytime, run marathons with them, and there wasn't any problem. So, yay. Accomplished what I wanted to do in less than a month which I would not have been able to do without them. Whenever people ask me, you know, well, why does a service dog need an e-collar? Because it's the best communication tool out there. Why wouldn't your dog need an e-collar? Why would you want to handicap your dog and limit your dog? So what happens a lot of time? It is popo nay training, not nay popo training. What does that mean? Well, in nay popo training, it's a negative, positive, positive. And we want that negative to come pretty soon in the behaviors, right? Because what happens with popone or popopopopopone is it's all positive, all positive, all positive, all positive. That dog did wrong. That dog ran off and almost got himself hit by a car. That dog's barking like a lunatic at the neighbors. That's dog digging up my rose garden. 
we need to do something. That dog's pulling so bad on leash that I dislocated my shoulder, fell, and scraped open my face, right? There's all sorts of issues that could happen where people just get fed up. And they're like, enough is enough already. I've tried it. I cannot handle this anymore. And you know what? It's going to happen because you don't have the whole... You want to get your dog trained up as soon as possible, right? You don't want to wait and not train your dog up because... It's fun to train. It is fun to train, but train the advanced stuff. Don't train the, you know, we're still working on don't jump up on people. Don't do that. Why would you want to do that? Okay. So the nice thing, well, what happens to Pone? The dog gets a correction that they haven't been prepared to receive. And by not being prepared, the dog's going to flatten, going to run, and going to do all those other things that, see, I told you e-collars weren't any good. It didn't have to be any color. It could have just been saying the word now to your dog. You didn't prepare him for what to do when he felt the correction. So therefore, he doesn't know what the correction means. And he doesn't know what to do because you were a crappy trainer and you did not prepare your dog well. Yeah. Siren, our five-month-old puppy, has been on an e-collar. I started her before I left. Uh, Rich and Luke worked with her a little bit. But she is on e-collar at five months old. Django was on e-collar. Gosh, I had him at gold school with me when he was three months old. I started Django on e-collar at 10 weeks old. Why? Because I knew I was going to use it in gold school. Um, I do have my e-collar license, you know, it's pretty snazzy. But what you need to do is you need to prep the dog from the very beginning, ne-po-po, right, with what that means, how to avoid that correction, what happens whenever you feel it. So a correction isn't a correction because you're dumb, stupid, and ugly. A correction is more of a kickstart into the right behavior. And that's what you want. That's what you need. That's what I want. Isn't that what you want too? Uh, whenever I got one of my dogs, the breeder said she wasn't comfortable with the fact that I use e-collars. Sorry, Charlie. And she said, could we not use an e-collar with this dog? And I told her, I said, I don't know how familiar you are with e-collars, but I have one out in my car. And she said, oh, she was very familiar with them because she used them 30 or 40 years ago whenever she was doing some sort of hunting dog training. Wait, what? Like, and you know what? I saw in one of the old Andy Griffiths, they had a car phone. Okay. One of these guys come to town and he had a car phone and it was real snazzy. <laughs> That's not what we have today. This is totally different. Look at that picture of Gypsy from Missouri. Uh, these are much different. Our new phones, our new iPhones, or whatever phone type you have is much different than what we had 40 years ago, 30 years ago, heck, even 10 years ago. Wasn't 10 years ago people using Blackberries? I think pretty sure. And now what's a Blackberry again, huh? Uh, gosh, what was it? 25, 30 years ago, pagers? Pagers. Like, really? People like have pagers still? Yeah, people still have pagers. Doctors, so they're, they're out in places that doesn't get cell phone, they still can be reached, you know? But that was the height. I remember in high school, people thought they were so cool. And I graduated in the mid-90s. People thought they were so cool because they had pagers. Like, seriously? You know, technology advances, and so does dog training technology. So she hadn't used them in a while, and I told her, well, I have a new one. If, if, you're, if you want to see it, I'm, I'm happy to show it to you. I'm sure happy to show you how we use it now. I would just prefer you not using one. And she had a friend there and the friend said, what I should do instead 
when the dogs are naughty is tell them no and take a wiffle ball bat and hit the wall with it. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. What am I gonna do with the dog out in public? I'm at the grocery store, the dog's naughty, I say no. I take my wiffle ball bat and I hit the wall? Like it's, no, that's not, uh-uh, no, I'm not doing that at all. And I told her, I said, if Gypsy, oh, if the dog, if the dog doesn't need, doesn't need, remember, like I said, in my mind, every dog needs e-collar training. If the dog doesn't need e-collar training, I won't use one and I'll sing it from the rooftops. So at five months old, five and a half months old, actually, uh, you know, we have chickens out here. And Gypsy was out and she got a hold of one of the chickens. And she was so proud of herself. Well, I, I, she is a bird dog after all. So I understand that she's proud of herself. But what do you do for that? You know, she can't, being a bird dog, she can't go after my chickens. And we decided, we talked about it, Rich and I and Luke. And we said, either she gets started on e-collar or she's gonna live the rest of her life on a leash. Even though we have over five acres, she won't be able to have free run on those five acres. She will have to be on a leash or in a muzzle while outside because the thrill of chicken is gonna trump any food reward I give her. If I would tell her, if you come back from chasing them chickens, I'm gonna give you something. What happens if I'm not there? Uh, if I'm on the other side of the house or she's outside and I'm inside or, or she beats me as we're running around outside playing and she goes after and grabs a chicken. You know, is this something we wanted to chance? We didn't want to chance it. So we started e-collar and I don't start it as a corrector. And this is a problem that a lot of people have is they start it as a correction. And when you start it as a correction, it really limits what you can do with it. So I don't even from a long time ago, I don't start it as a correction. I start it as communication. And what it means usually is like, come back here, leave that alone and pay attention more to me. We start them with walking because it's a great way to layer it on. Now you can do shaping with an e-collar. You can use it to cut the drive. You can use it for avoidance or negative reinforcement training. Uh, you can use it for a contact method, which is, you know, you add it to every command. You can use it for deaf dogs or dogs who think that they're deaf when they don't have their e-collar on, uh, which you don't want to do. You can use it for separation anxiety, fearful dogs. You know, there's a ton of different uses, different ways you can use the e-collar, but you do want to introduce it from the beginning. How can I add a knee to this? Now, the nice thing too with the negative, the knee training, neg training, right? With that training is it is faster, okay? You're gonna get a more stable dog who isn't just jacked up goofball. And in service dog training, that's what I want. I don't want a dog that whenever he alerts, he, you know, does dances and jumps up in the air. I want a dog that is more reliant maybe on a food reward or not having a reward versus a toy reward. Again, if I'm at the grocery store and my dog does something good, I'm not going to whip a toy out of my pocket and chuck it for him to go get. That can't happen. That won't happen. And I'm not doing that. So I like e-collars for every dog, but especially my service dogs. Uh, now, having said that, you know, there are some people who shouldn't have e-collars. Uh, but to have it on as a backup safety 
to have it on as an insurance policy, to have it on to communicate silently, effortlessly, and very clear. I'm all about clear communication with my dog. And to me, the clearest communication we can get is that e-collar. One thing that Bart and Michael say whenever we're training and we're using the manners minder. Now the manners minder, also known as the treat and train, it, it's, a, it's a toy, right? It's a food dispensing device where you hit a button, it goes beep, and food pops out. Beep, food pops out. That you can charge so quickly, but for some people it takes them forever to train up a clicker for their dog. Why is that? Because sometimes you might click when you're supposed to and then do the food within two seconds. Sometimes that might be five seconds. Sometimes you might click and not feed them. So there is that variable there that when you're trying to establish something, it might be too much of a variable for some dogs. Whereas the dute is what I call it, right? The manners binder is pretty, pretty steady, you know, as long as food doesn't get caught in it, which happens. Uh, but they'll say, why, why is that, that it, it does it so much? And it's because of that consistency. Why is it that dogs can charge so much faster on the dute for the manners minder than a clicker that you have in your hand? Is that consistency and consistency, guys? Consistency and clarity are the keys to communication. But they don't all start with C. Consistency and clarity start with C. And then, of course, K is keys. But consistency and clarity, you need to be consistent and you need to be clear. If you're not being consistent, then you can't be clear. And if you're not being clear, you're not going to be um, consistent. You need both. We need the clarity and we need the consistency for the dog to fully understand it. If something's okay to do in the morning, but not okay to do in the evening, or something's okay to do today, but not okay to do yesterday or tomorrow, it's not fair to you or to your dog. And service dogs go out with their owners everywhere. Everywhere they go out with their owners. They go out with their owners to work, to play, uh, on vacation, on a trip to the grocery store, right? They're out there everywhere. And service dogs need to be held to a higher standard because I've seen entirely too many service dogs out there who needed more training. I'm going to say that instead of saying that they're fakes. They needed more training. Either they're super distracted and they're not paying any attention whatsoever. Uh, they're not listening. They're barking, growling, lunging at me. They're barking, growling, lunging at my dog. Uh, they're walking out in front and they're totally ignoring what's going on behind them with their owner. And it has to stop. It has to stop before somebody stops it for us. And it has to stop if you want to be taken seriously as a service dog handler and owner. These dogs need to be trained up to a much higher standard. Because service dogs need to be the best trained dogs out there because they're the dogs who are part of everyday life. If you have a dog for competition, sometimes what I've seen is on the competition field, be it AKC or what have you. AKC is usually the worst on this stuff, you know, uh, because I've, I've had the most experience with people who are in the AKC world. The dog can be great on the field, but the owner is using very much management off the field, okay? And what happens with that? Well, if the dog is good on the field, but is terrible off the field, you know, what are you going to do? You can't You know, it has to be consistent. It has to be good. And yes, I know the dogs are barking in there. <laughs> they're protesting because they're working. Rich and Luke are working dogs while I'm doing this. So some of it's happy barks of, I want to eat, I want to eat, I want to eat. Too bad, so sad. So what can you do? 
Well, there's consequences. There's consequences for everything. There's consequences for doing. If the dog would be quiet, they might drop some food in. There's consequences for not doing, but if the dog doesn't know what he's not supposed to do, you can't correct him for it. So that's one of the hard things, um, which is where I like adding in the e-collar as soon as possible. So you can correct them for doing it. Uh, but yeah, I do, I love e-collars on the dogs, but they need to be used correctly. For example, last time we were at Epcot, we saw, gosh, this is back in August. How many dogs did Karen and I see at Epcot? I think at least four or six other service dog teams. Then we heard stories of even more service dog teams. Uh, and the stories that we heard were a little bit scary and shocking. You know, like these dogs should not have been out. Uh, and then one of the dogs kept trying to pull to go to Ross, which is Karen's mouth. Uh, left Gypsy alone, which was nice, but out of control. And a service dog ought not be out of control. Have I worked dogs who are a little out of control in public? Yes, because they were kind dogs and I'm seeing where they're at and what their issues are. And you could say, well, that's the same thing with them. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. We need to hold them to a higher standard. We need to hold us to a higher standard as the service dog community and as the dog owners and trainers in general. So is a service dog required to have an e-collar? No. Does it help out tremendously? Oh, yeah. By anyone who knows how to use an e-collar? Oh, no. No, 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 honey. There's so much more to it than that. Should the fact that your dog uses a e-collar mean that you're not a real service dog? No. Yeah, service dogs shouldn't be hard, aggressive dogs, but hard, aggressive dogs aren't the ones who need an e-collar. Every dog needs an e-collar. But we want, what we want is we want clarity and communication in all aspects of service dog world, okay? We want awesomeness. We want goodness. We want hope, right? And we want the dogs to be the best trained dogs out there. Okay, at least that's my goal. I hope that's your goal too. I know this is going to be a short one, so if you guys have any questions, now's the time to dig in. I got about three hours of sleep last night, I think. Karen got less than I did. Uh, we were at her house for candy because candy had been there for the week. But uh, whenever it was going bad, you know, I'd fall asleep whenever I could. But like I said, I think Karen was up and she has to work tonight. She's used to being up all night long, though, and I'm not. So that was hard. So we took off. We came back here this morning, me and her. Uh, and she's hanging out here with me and Lucy. And, uh, you know, she has water. We have some supplements in there because she, it was really rough on her. Uh, it was rough on all of us. But, you know, I got some naps today. I'm still looking forward to sleeping tonight. Uh, you know, see what's going on with Rich and Luke. But it kind of threw everything into a tailspin because she wasn't due for another week. And then for her to lose all 11 puppies was was hard on everybody. Um, but e-collar's good. No doby puppies is sad. Okay. Uh, but I am going to go because, like I said, I am tired. And that was the best of me. And instead of keeping on going, I'm just going to cut it right there. I want you guys to follow us. Hope Service Dogs, Inc on Facebook and on Instagram with dots in between all the words. Heart, soul, letter K, number nine on Facebook and Instagram. The podcast, like, follow, share, subscribe, tell all your friends. 
and share this. If somebody you know is thinking about using an e-collar, share this with them. If you don't understand how an e-collar can be used the right way, I've got so many videos up. <laughs> our uh, servicedog.teachable.com is our online school. We do have an online school and uh, that's what it is. It's pretty awesome. And we have some free stuff and some not free stuff. Okay, so you can check it out, see what you think, and let me know what you'd like to see or what you'd like me to talk about next week. Okay, I will see you guys next time. Well, actually on Saturday. Bye.